Good evening, football fans, and welcome to a Dynasty Patriot theme uh, episode tonight of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in the night's special guest, please subscribe, like, comment, share the uh, Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. You can see my Olympic uh, episodes and at the mall. I've got a special UFC 264 theme episode getting ready for uh, Dustin Fury against Conor McGregor, the third and final fight of this uh, incredible trilogy. So uh, set your watches for that. So uh, somebody say Dynasty? I heard I heard somebody say Dynasty, right? Well, luckily, I've got somebody who's a Dynasty expert in a fantasy football leagues, and he's also a big-time New England Patriot fan, and you could also see him on the uh, – what is it, the Brothers of Dynasty podcast? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brothers for Dynasty. Brothers, Brothers of Dynasty. Dynasty Brothers of Dynasty podcast. Brothers of John Dynasty podcast. Uh, Jason Christensen. Jason, welcome. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me. I'm ready to talk some Dynasty football tonight. It's Scott Fishbowl Day, so we're, we're all – Twitter is a, a buzz with uh, fantasy football out there, and we're going to bring a little Dynasty football uh, to everybody tonight. Yeah, it seems like it seems like everybody's been picking. It's like the the NFL draft on steroids, right? It really is. It's it's uh, it's everywhere. It's fun. Uh, I'm in a league this year, first time in Scott Fishbowl, so it's super fun. Fun to kind of get out there with the community, all drafting at the same time. Um, but right, yeah, I do tons of dynasty leagues, so it's it's nice to kind of mix it up and, and talk a little long term football. Um, and I, we do that on our podcast, Brothers of Dynasty, and uh, we'll do that a bit here tonight. Also, right for Going for Two, some Dynasty articles for them. Um, so you can catch my stuff there at goingfor2.com. Um, so, so what do you want to talk about, Dylan, tonight? Well, I figured we – well, first, we've got to talk Dynasty. So um, how many Dynasty leagues are you actually in? Oh, right. right now, I, I actually probably low for some people in the community. I see some people out there in 20 leagues or more. I am in a just a just seven, which I think is, is manageable at this point. Um, I could see that going up in the future, though, but I am in seven dynasty leagues currently. And how many teams are in each league? Are they 10 team, 12 team, 14, 16 team? That's a mix. We got, uh, I mean, one ten team, most of them are 12. I think five of them are 12 teams. And then we got a, I got a 14 team league too. Uh, so there's a little bit of a mix there. And so, uh, all, all concurrent and do you have like one or two newbies every year? Uh, it's been steady. So I think the oldest one's going on its fourth year now. I think we started about four years ago and then I added, what did I add this year? One league this year, one new one this year. And I actually picked up a Devi, my first Devi league, uh, where you can you have college players on your uh, roster. If you haven't heard of Devi before, is anybody listening? And so I picked up that this year. So that kind of counts as a dynasty too. And so I kind of add like one or two a year, I guess, to get to seven where I'm at now. So uh, tell us the difference between a dynasty league and a fa- fantasy football league because everybody plays fantasy football but to me when i think of dynasty it's almost like you own a whole franchise because now you might rent a player for a year but dynasty you actually can not just keep them like you would in your regular league but you can actually just keep them forever right 
Yeah, I mean, you could technically draft uh, someone in their first year, a rookie draft, and then have them, if they're in the league for 15 years and your league runs 15 years, you could have them that entire time, uh, which is one of the fun parts about it. It's, it's really about a, a, you start up, basically the difference is you, you don't restart every year. And it's deeper than a, it's more complicated, I guess, than a keeper league, which is kind of in between where you keep a couple players. Dynasty leagues, generally, you keep your entire roster. So it's just, you start up, you draft a team, and then that's your team forever. And the way you change your team is through trades, add drops, which there's not as many people on the waiver wire. So you're adding and dropping more uh, deep players. And then you do a rookie draft every spring after the NFL draft. Uh, to select rookies based on kind of where you fell in the standings. So if you have, you know, you were a bad team, you finished, you know, with the worst record, you might have the first pick in the draft and get to pick like, you know, Najee Harris or Trevor Lawrence in uh, a super flex league. So that's kind of how you replenish your team. And you really have to work trades and the rookies to kind of get your team to be better in the future. And, and sometimes you have to kind of totally rebuild your team in order to compete in the future. So it's kind of a long-term game because you don't get to just reset every year. You have to actually keep your team and then try to make moves to make it better. So for instance, let's just say my team struggled last year. I mean, if anybody, trust me, I drafted Michael Thomas and Julio Jones in, a, oh, in my league last year and and we all know how that went. Yeah, Michael Thomas was great the year before, too. He was, I had him in one of my dynasty leagues, and he helped me win a championship. And then last year, not so much. <laughs> it didn't work out. Um, that's a nice thing about redraft, though. If you do that, you just slate's clear. You're good to go. Uh, but in dynasty, you have the Thomas on your roster, and you have to think about what, what's the true Michael Thomas coming into this year. It's the guy I saw two years ago or the guy last year that was injured a lot, uh, had some weird kind of off the field things going on. The performance was like, okay, when he was there, but not quite what he was before. But now he's coming into a year where it's either Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. So he's got a different quarterback in town. So a little bit dicier for a dynasty owner because he, he's tough to trade too in those types of leagues. Cause we saw what he did last year. So you kind of have to ride him out. I actually think he'll be better than he was last year, but I don't, we'll see if we, he returns to anywhere near what he was two years ago when he, you know, set the receptions record. Let's just say this, Michael Thomas can't be any worse than he was last year. No, probably not. <laughs> probably can't go that low. So it, <laughs> everything's up from here for Michael Thomas. You know, Speaking of the Saints, one guy who's very intriguing, not just in Dynasty redraft, but all leagues, is Alvin Kamara, because I've heard mixed opinions about Kamara, whether or not you should keep him, you should trade him, what what owners should do with Kamara, because obviously he's been one of the best running backs in football throughout his career. He scored, what was it, six touchdowns against the Vikings on Thanksgiving. If you didn't win your league because of Alvin Kamara, then I want to see a lineup. Right. Yeah, he was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was in the playoffs too. It was at the semis or was that the final? It was week, six, week sixteen. Yeah, so he was basically winning people championships last year with that six touchdown performance. If you if you had him on your team, and he ended up being RB one last year overall in PPR. 
Uh, this year, I, I think people, if you're scared of him, I, I like Camaro, but if you're thinking back or you have question marks, it's probably to the games he played with Taysom Hill last year where he, I think he scored like eight fantasy points and six. It was just all of a sudden his production was like he wasn't getting goal line carries because Taysom Hill was running it in. Uh, it's just production just went way down. It was his two worst games of the season. So if there's any stretch of Taysom Hill this year, I would be concerned. I think he'll be okay with Jameis Winston. I think they'll lean on the run on that team because, you you know, it's different, different error of passing there. There's no Drew Brees anymore, so they're gonna, they should lean on their running game. It's just I'd be scared if there's any Hill games because he'll dip into the rushing upside of Kamara. Yeah, so uh, would you still be comfortable taking Kamara running back? I'm trying to think, who'd be the top in a redraft or in a dynasty scenario? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. In both. In both. In both. I, I still like him fairly high. I got I have guys over him. Like I, I still like Saquon more. I, I I'm still looking. I'm I, I don't think we've seen the best of Saquon, so I actually would take him over him. I like Dalvin Cook better. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, I love Christian McCaffrey. That's my number one running back. Uh, so I like him a lot more. I've been kind of like John, Jonathan Taylor. I'd probably oh yeah Taylor a little bit. All the offensive line. Give me, give me all the Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, especially in a non ppr full man. Yeah, that helps. Um, and even last year, he caught actually way more passes than I thought he was going to catch last year, too. I don't know if that was just Philip Rivers, just, you know, dump off City. But uh, I actually, that was the knock on Taylor was like, oh, no, he's not going to catch passes. He actually caught more than I expected. So if that continues, that, that's a true workhorse back there. It's going to get a ton of carries. So I, lo- I love Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, so uh, a couple other young running backs I like this year. One. Am I crazy for saying this? Could Cam Akers be a top six, seven running back this year? Am I crazy? Uh, he's he is very polarizing. I would say when I look out there, uh, there's debates on Cam Akers. We had one ongoing for two, or two different writers on there took different sides of Cam Akers. I'm more pro Cam Akers. I would say maybe not as high as some. I, he could get to top six ish. That's probably the high ceiling but it, it's all about the volume with him you saw what he did down the stretch and in the playoffs uh, for the rams last year and he's getting all the carries he's getting some catches if he gets that type of workload then i would say that the sky is kind of the limit for cam makers because that's the workload you need to kind of crack that upper echelon of running backs think you know derrick henry uh volume or you know jonathan taylor who we just talked about if cam makers can sustain that for an entire season I like his talent, and he, I think he could put it together because I think he could catch some passes, too, to kind of go with that volume. And that offense, I think, will get better this year with Stafford. So uh, I'm with you. Maybe not as the highest on acres, but I definitely like him more more than most. So who are a couple guys you actually you really like this year and a couple guys you are fading, fading, fading? Uh, I would say the one guy, I don't know if I like him more than most, but I, I'm big Calvin Ridley. I really like Calvin Ridley this year. You have no Julio Jones out of town. He's already been good. He, he's been, he was top five wide receiver last year. So I love Calvin Ridley going into this season. I actually really like Najee Harris for kind of some of the reasons we just talked about coming in rookie um, you know, we haven't seen him before, but there's just no one on that Steelers team. Najee Harris can catch passes and rush. His volume should be huge. 
Uh, so I really like him. I, I mentioned Saquon before. I really think this is kind of the year that that Giants team turns around a little bit and we see a lot more from Saquon Barkley and you get some of that Barkley from a couple of years ago. Um, so I really like him as well. Guys, I'm fading a bit. Um, I think I'd probably fade. I'm not into a Jerry Judy breakout in year two. That's a guy I'm probably fading. He's a little bit farther back in redraft rankings anyways. Him and Drew Locke just were not on the same page last year. They connected at a rate, I think, of 42%, essentially. A lot of drops for Judy, too. So I don't know with Cortland Sutton coming back if that turns around. So I'm not really into uh, kind of a year two breakout uh, there. And I don't know. Other guys I'm fading, maybe Miles Sanders. I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy. Um, I don't take him in a lot of drafts. He always gets taken before I would ever be feel comfortable taking him. I just haven't seen the workload yet there. New coaching staff coming in. Lots of running backs there. Not Most of them aren't great, but I, I just, until we see it from him, I'm just not super comfortable in Sanders. So that's a guy that I'm generally uh, taking other guys over and he slips kind of the, to a back end RB2 for me. Um, so there's a couple guys off the top of my head that I am probably not as into. And uh, those were a couple guys I like to um, Najee, Saquon, Ridley. Um, but yep. Those are some of the guys in the redraft scenario. How, co- how early would you uh, consider taking Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams is tricky this year. He was number one right wide receiver last year, but the Rogers thing's just so so dicey. I, I think Rogers is going to end up playing in the end. I'm probably comfortable taking him. I think right now in redraft, I have him around uh, wide receiver four, uh, right in that range, right with like Calvin Ridley and Tyree kill and Stefan Diggs and uh, Deandre Hopkins. That's probably my top five. Uh, that wasn't the order, but that's, that's a pretty rock solid kind of uh, top five wide receivers there. Adams sometimes falls four to five for me just because of the, the Rogers thing hanging overhead. If there's any missed time with Rogers or for some reason, Rogers isn't on the team. That's just not what you want to see. He would fall back even further for me. So I still like, I mean, it's just hard to not take him because he was so good last year. Uh, you just hope that Aaron Rodgers comes out tomorrow if you've drafted him already in a league and says, I'm back, I'm coming back, because then you'll feel really good about a Devontae Adams pick. And then watch this Aaron Rodgers say, so I'm, I am retiring and becoming the full-time Jeopardy host. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's on the table. It's not, it's not off the table. That's the scary part, you know. Andrew Luck retired at, what, 30? So Aaron Rodgers retiring at, you know, 37 or whatever age he's at now. Not not crazy. He likes a lot of other things, including hosting Jeopardy, as you said. So you never know. Uh, so um, obviously with the background, you are a, not huge, you are a big-time New England Patriot fan. So was it difficult last year watching TB12 win a Super Bowl in Tampa? It was more difficult watching Cam Newton play in New England, I think, for me. That that was tough. Uh, it was just a, a bit different. That offense was really hard to watch at times last year, especially as the year wore on. There was the glimmers of hope. I think the Seattle game, Cam Newton looked really good. And then from there, it was just kind of a disaster. 
and watching Brady. I was actually kind of pro Brady winning in the end. I'm actually, I wasn't a bitter New England fan watching him go out of town. You know, he had given us so much over the years, all the Super Bowls. So I was fine with it. And I actually was kind of fine with him winning. And again, I thought that was kind of cool. It was tougher for me to seeing what was left on our team. The lack of weapons, Cam Newton throwing grounders to receivers and things like that. Not fun. Ended up watching a lot more other games. Red Zone Channel. <laughs> Couldn't watch at certain points of last year. It was tough. Yeah, so uh, obviously New England didn't look like the same team without the GOAT. I mean, but Cam was okay, especially when he came back from COVID. Problem was last year, New England's offense was just un- was just unsophisticated, so boring, and lacked any speed, sexiness, or swag. I mean, when I think of speed, sexiness, and swag, I think the Chiefs offense or the Bucks. Right. <laughs> I didn't see any of that in Foxville last year. No, not at all. Our best receiver was probably Jacoby Myers. Oh, gosh. So... I mean, that's if he's not the epitome of sexiness and swagger, then I don't know what it is. But not that he was that bad, but if he's your number one, <laughs> that's a problem. So they did address that a bit this year. I brought in some speed. We got Nelson Algalore, Kendrick Bourne. Not, these aren't the greatest receivers. I'm not like super excited about them, but they're fast. So that's that's a, a plus. And then I'm more excited about like Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I like the tight ends they brought in. I, I like those guys. My New England's uh, problem is that they got too many tight ends now after not having any last year. Uh, well, yeah, we had zero, so I, I will take two all day. <laughs> it doesn't maybe help those guys fantasy-wise. That that might hurt. But for the Patriots, it's good to have uh, two able pass catchers at tight end instead of zero. That, that's good. <laughs> so now the question is, who will be the quarterback this year? Obviously, Cam's still there, but... You drafted Alabama's Mac Jones with the 15th choice. Is this Cam's team, or will Mac Jones be on the center at some point? I think it'll be Cam's team to start. I If they aren't doing well, I think that's when Mac Jones comes in. I don't think they'll be in a rush to put Mac Jones in, but I do think we'll see him at some point this year. I think Matt, uh, Cam kind of comfortably starts the season and at least goes four, five, six weeks when we see where we're at. And I don't really love, I mean, I want to see Mac Jones. It's just, I don't, I don't want to necessarily ru- you know, rush him out there, but I do think he fits what they want to do. I mean, his two best attributes seem to be his decision-making and his accuracy guy. who's so, you know, consistently over 70% completion percentage in Alabama. So I think he can run the type of system that they want to run. Um, so I think we will see him, but they're going to try. I mean, they're, Belichick's not going to want to not be competitive, so I think he'll try to win with Cam to start and then kind of see where they're at. And so just looking at the schedule here, and I think I think New England's catching a couple of breaks this year. First off, you play the AFC South, so you get, uh, well, tennis – Tennessee and India would be really should be pretty decent this year. I, you know, you and I both know the Jags are not ready to win yet. We might we don't have a defense and uh, and uh, Bill Belichick eats rookie quarterbacks for lunch. And uh, Lord, 
and more than, well, yeah, Josh Allen, except week 16 last week, yeah, uh, he, he, 15 or 16 last year, but that's a story for another day. And then uh, the Texans might be the worst team I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they're kind of a disaster. Though. They might pick up some wins there. In a division, you got the Jets, rookie quarterback. So that, that could be good. Um, Miami, we'll see where they're at. They were good last year, but two is called two a rookie quarterback. True, true. He, he didn't start all the games last year. Got yanked a couple times for Fitzpatrick. So we'll see where Miami's at. They were so solid defensively, though, and they were they were they were pretty good. Yeah, Buffalo, we sh- probably should lose to twice. <laughs> that that probably should happen. So we'll pick up some wins, but I mean, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we. It's all about week four, the Tampa Bay game. That'll be the big one. I'm, <laughs> just, saying, I'm just saying, week four when Tom Brady comes back to Foxborough, has he even been in the has he even been in the visiting locker room at Gillette? I, I don't. I'm, there's a the chance he never has. I don't know. Do they, I don't know if they go tour that side of the building at any point or just walk around. But yeah, no, he's he's very a stranger to that side of the building for sure. Yeah, it's going to be that. Uh, unlike Fall when he returned to Lambo and the Packer fans booed him, New England fans were not going to boo Tom Brady. I hope not. I, don't be a couple, they should. He only won six world championships. Uh, I hope not. That's. They, would we, I think Boston fans do have a tendency to sometimes boo some guys. Some Red Sox players came back and got booed. Um, I, I don't yeah, think. There'll be a couple knuckle, drunk knuckleheads in the, the crowd, I'm sure, will boo, but I think on the whole, it'll be cheers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so good play. So, uh, obviously, last year, New England missed the playoffs for the first time in 12 years since the year Tom towards ACL. Yep. But you think playoffs could be a possibility this year? If you get a couple of breaks, maybe Cam slash Mac Jones could play well? Yeah, I mean, and the defense should be pretty good. I mean, you, you never know. Then you have the extra playoff team again, so that always helps. Uh, with the uh, you know seven playoff teams, so there's the extra spot that that would definitely help. I don't know how the extra game plays into that this year. Um, they probably have you know a little bit easier game there. So if they catch some teams on the right weeks, if the defense is good, that's really the key. I think the offense will be better because it's hard to be quite as bad as they were last year. Their defense should be uh, pretty good. They get some guys back there. They've invested there a little bit, so. You never know. I think they could snag snag a playoff spot um, if if things kind of fall in place. Uh, in case you're wondering, Dallas is your extra game this year at home. Well, that's not it's not too bad. Their Dallas defense isn't good, so we might be able to score some points there. It's uh, can we hold their offense down? I think that'll be the question there. But Stephon Gilmore and Jerry Juby that game. Right. Right. Yeah. Can Amari Cooper actually play outside? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see with the Cooper. Yeah, that'll be a good game. I'm excited for a Cowboys game. Cowboys. Uh, Should be good. Four o'clock? Oh, yeah, that is a 4 o'clock game. I'll bet, I'll bet you a cold one and Nance, Romo, and Wolfson are going to be there. I, I think you'll be right, yeah. Yeah, so uh, now the fun part. I've got an interesting trivia question. 
Do you remember the 2001 AFC Championship game? Tom, where uh, Drew Bledsoe came off the bench when Tom. When he rolled his ankle, I think. Uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, led the Patriots to a win at, against the Steelers. Well, who was Pittsburgh's starting quarterback in that AFC Championship game? Oh, jeez. They're starting? Oh, man. 2001. Oh man, that's going way back, man. I was how old was I then? I was. <laughs> I am old now, but I was. What was I? 18 then. That's my freshman year in college. I'm trying to remember. I remember the game. I remember Bledsoe coming in. He threw this like kind of like a, a lollipop of a pass. That was a big play in that game. I remember Brady getting hurt. For some reason, Cordell Stewart's name is popping into my head. I have no idea why. Is that it? <laughs> Cordell slash Stewart. Slash, yes. I do remember. They were they were good. So that was that was a big win. But uh man, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like the slash was in that I think Elway beat Slash when the Broncos won their first Super Bowl. I'm like, was that the year before Tommy Maddox came to Pittsburgh? Oh, it might have been. Oh, Tommy Maddox from the XFL. Is that who's XFL fame to start, right? And then yep. he went to the NFL. Yep, that would have been Tom, uh, Tommy Maddox <laughs> against Kelly Holcomb in that crazy wild card game. Oh, gee. Wow. What a what a matchup. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, Stewart didn't really have a lot of success in the playoffs. I do remember that. He could, yeah. They had some good, you know, regular season runs with him, and then it just didn't translate. Well, yeah, because the Steelers play too many home games. They're like, like the year they won, they the yeah. like play, put us on the road. We'll play in, we'll play on Neptune. Yeah, really. That they do. Their their fans show up in other places. All of a sudden, there's yellow towels everywhere, and it's not even, you know, not even in Pittsburgh. It's just, you know, San Diego. You know, when they were San Diego Chargers, they play the Steelers. It's just all Steelers fans. <laughs> well, like I remember, not last year, but two years ago, when Pittsburgh played in Glendale, and that was Pittsburgh yeah. Southwest. Yeah, they're everywhere. Steelers fans, all I'm over the place. <laughs> the, I'm trying to think. How many – what team has brings more away fans, Pittsburgh or Green Bay? I know Green Bay does a lot. I swear, Steelers, I've just seen it more. So, I would say Steelers. I, just, I have more recollection of them, just the yellow towels and just being loud in opposing stadiums. I remember the year Pittsburgh played the uh, Super Bowl just up the road in Tampa, and literally the whole stadium looked like it was Steeler, looked like it was full of – of black and gold. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> so uh, thanks for offering on the podcast. We wish your, what is it, seven Dynasty Leagues and Patriots World this year. And uh, you imagine if Mac Jones won a national championship in college and led the Patriots to a Super Bowl this year. Oh, that'd be a beautiful thing. Uh, that's, uh, that's what we're hanging our hats on now, the Mac Jones era. Yeah, so, he goes yeah. – yeah, it goes from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick. Things were getting easier, right? Yeah, yeah. Nick Saban and Belichick, they're, they're buddies. So they, he, he's got the inside info on Mac Jones. So this, this is our guy. He's the right pick. He'll bring the winning DNA to Foxville, right? That's right. He's a winner. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, nope. Thanks for having me, Dylan. And uh, yeah, it's been fun talking some football. <laughs>